Hey guys, welcome back to Just Friends, the podcast where I, your host, Mitchell Embry, sit down and have meaningful conversations with my friends, and then I share those conversations with you, my friends. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by a very special guest. She's a nurse, she's a mother, and she's my sister, Michelle Embry. Our conversation focused on our relationship as children and how it has impacted us as we've grown into adults. I really enjoyed having this conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy listening just as much. So now it is my great privilege to introduce to you my friend, Michelle Emery. About to drop a line. Look. Am I too close? No, you're perfect. Can I breathe? Oh, if you, yeah, you can definitely breathe. In here? Well, you're talking, you can talk way louder. Okay. You don't, but you don't have to yell. (laughs) So, you are interesting. You're one of my very first guests that I've had on any podcast. I've done a few with Sarah, and I've done one with Brian now. But you're unique because you are my family member. The podcast that you're going to be on is called Just Friends. So mostly, I'm planning on interviewing friends, and I have a lot of like lifelong friends, which is kind of cool, people I've known for a really long time, but no one is as much of a lifelong friend to me as you. I mean, I've known you our entire lives. That's sweet. But we are such profoundly different people. I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> Why do you think that is? What do you think about our experiences made us turn in s- out so differently? I mean, I think everybody's kind of like that. You know, if you think about the way you think, the way you perceive things. Yeah, the experiences that you've yeah, had. Yeah, I mean, you know, because we've w- gone through a lot of the same experiences, but we both have different views. And and I regret kind of the way that I was just because I feel like I was, when I was younger, it was more about my friends and what I could be doing and I didn't have the best group of friends. And I think for you, you really were into like books. And I know, I was such a huge nerd. <laughs> <laughs> things like that. So I think it was a different, you know, we just saw it differently. Yeah. I think a lot of it was, you know, our group, our our different groups of friends. Mm-hmm. You, I don't feel like you really had any close friends until high school. Yeah. Um, it's true. You know, one of the things that I wrote down here that's interesting is I was the big brother. um, But in a lot of ways, I always felt like you were more advanced than me in so many things. Like you were so much better at making friends. You were so much more confident. You didn't seem to have like the issues with anxiety that I had or like you weren't nearly as self-conscious as I was. You were so much more outgoing. And uh, I lived with mom and dad until I was like 25. But you kind of moved out when you were like 19. I moved out pretty early. Yeah. I think that was my, th- I think a lot of it was to me because my friend group um, wasn't the greatest. You know, a lot of their parents were on drugs or really young. They didn't have curfews. They didn't. So to me, I kind of, resented mom and dad because I had all these rules. Yeah. So my thing was to rebel 
in high school. I just see so you think all the things you think, but I I look back and I think I was a bad kid. Really? You know? Like not like middle school, but mm-hmm. like I'd say probably around like my junior year. I mean, because like we cut school all the time yeah. and and just you're definitely more rebellious than I was. I was <laughs> definitely a rule follower. I just always wanted to make everybody around me happy. So I was always just doing what I was supposed to be doing. So mom and dad never had to give me rules because I was never doing anything that they didn't want me to be doing in the first place. See, and I was. I think that's interesting because you were courageous a little bit. Like to be rebellious is hard. You have to have guts to do that. Yeah. But I did kind of view you as being a little bit rebellious. And I guess I didn't understand why. You think it was just because of the influences of the people that you were hanging out with? I think so, yeah. I think a lot of it was I was envious of the things that they were allowed to do that I wasn't allowed to do. So as soon as I got my license, I mean, I was hardly ever home. Yeah, that's true. I remember that. And I just ran all the time, which didn't get me far because, you know, mom would only give us $5 a day. (laughs) (laughs) She's even told me before. Well, dad told me. He's like, you know. They were a little nervous <laughs> as far as me there for a while, like in, in high school, that I was not going to turn out the greatest. I think it kind of shocked them. Really? And see, and I feel like I'm the opposite now of what I was then because I'm just not really big on making friends yeah, and doing stuff and hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I just don't feel... I feel like I've turned from like a huge extrovert to like a huge introvert. Really? Yeah. I'd much rather just be sitting at home and... Hanging out. Not talking to anyone. But do you feel like when you do get the chance to go out and hang out with friends, like you really enjoy it? Yeah, for the most part. But like once it's like 10 o'clock, I'm ready to wrap up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I think that's just getting older. And just kind of settling down a little bit. And I think as our brains fully develop, we start to really see the connections between the decisions that we make and the outcomes. And you know, like, man, staying here till 1 or 2 in the morning, some fun shit could happen. But I don't want to suffer the consequences of that fun shit tomorrow. Like, I got stuff to do today. I want to get up before noon. And, like, I want to have a day where I go for a walk and, like, I get brunch with my significant other and like i have a positive day i ain't trying to be like slumming it in my pjs all day watching like netflix and see i totally am oh really that's like what i want to but you want to be feeling good when you're doing it and relaxing and enjoying your time i mean you know after like two weeks of doing nothing like i'd like to get out and do something but i'm more of like let's go to the some stores and yeah shop and go to dinner and then wrap it up Mm mm-hmm I want to keep talking about our childhood because I think it's so interesting to hear our different perspectives. If you, how would you really describe your childhood? If you had to talk about it, like what is your overarching kind of narrative that defines you being young? You know what? I I don't know because I I don't really remember. You know, like things that I remember that stand out to me, especially like being here. You know, um, okay, yeah, with Alex and Amber and playing in the backyard or playing in the basement, which used to be way bigger than it is now. (laughs) I don't know what happened to it, but 
So for those of you guys listening, the house that I live in, the house that we're sitting in right now, belonged to my grandparents. It's the house my dad grew up in and his brother grew up in. And we spent a ton of time in this house when we were kids with our grandparents as they babysat us. And and you're right. I remember that so vividly. We spent a lot of time over here. Hey guys, we'll get back to Just Friends here in just a second. But first I want to take this opportunity to introduce to you a great new service that I've just been introduced to. You've probably noticed all of the changes that have been happening recently over here at Just Friends. Many of those changes are a direct result of the consultations I've been doing with GetToTheVan.com. GetToTheVan.com is a digital marketing company whose philosophy is strategy. If you have a small business but haven't had success marketing on social media, you need GetToTheVan.com. If you want to create a website for your product or you have one and just wish it could be a little bit better, you need GetToTheVan.com. The guys and gals over at GetToTheVan.com are experts at social media marketing, graphic design, and web design. And they have all the knowledge you will need to create for you a strategically and beautifully designed website with custom graphics and logo that will take your small business to the next level. If you have problems with creativity and marketing ideas, logos, or website ideas, GetToTheVan.com has the solution. Any idea, any product, any service, whatever your message, GetToTheVan.com can help you spread that message. My interactions with GetToTheVan.com have been only positive. They have a lot of really great knowledge and they can help you just like they've helped me. So if you haven't already, reach out to GetToTheVan.com. That's GetToTheVan.com and they can help you take your small business to that next level. They can help you promote yourself on social media. The next thing you know, you'll have a brand new beautiful website and uh, you won't even believe how easy it is to do. So so check out GetToTheVan.com. I know you'll have a great experience there. I did. It was wonderful. GetToTheVan.com. Build something amazing with GetToTheVan.com, your small business and website design solution. All right, guys, and uh, that's it for this message. Let's get back to the show. Would you say you were happy? Do you remember being stressed? I think, uh, yeah, I was really happy. Um up and like I said, and even in high school, I was happy, but I, I was just so worried about things I shouldn't like friends and stuff like that. I, I didn't focus any on family life at all. But up until that, I mean, yeah, I remember I think and, you know, it, it's different for me than it is for you, probably. But a lot of it for me, you know, mom made us happy with materialistic things and I mean, you know, so obviously I was happy. But at the same time, I felt like there was love and everything like that in our home, you know. And you always had such a good relationship with dad. And do you think it was because he treated you differently because you were his daughter? You were his little girl? Yes and no, because, you know... I don't know who said something to dad about it, but one time dad asked me, um, cause you know, I would s- sleep and I slept in the bed with him for mm-hmm. a really long time. And he said, was that weird mm-hmm. for you? Like, I think something may have happened or he may have heard something or where maybe, uh, you know, 
Right. It I know exactly what you're saying. It was inappropriate. But to me, it was never like that. No. Never. And I don't think it was like that for him either. He's just a very affectionate man. He and kissed me on the mouth one time when I was like 16 years old. I was like, don't fucking kiss me on the mouth. What the fuck's your problem? But and then just, like growing up, you know, we would it, we would sit both of us in his recliner and watch scary movies and stuff like that. So I think that, you know. You guys were so close. And mm-hmm. I think they tried to hide a lot of that other stuff from me. Right. But since I was gone more than you and you were home more than me, you saw more of it. I also think that dad thought because since I was a boy, I was supposed to be tough and I was supposed to just deal with it. And I think I'm that not com- tough. <laughs> that comes from his dad. Yeah. Because, you know, when him and Uncle Donnie were younger and they would get in an argument, Papa would make them take boxing gloves and go out back and fight. I know. And he wouldn't care if they were crying or not. Like they would fight. And I think that that's kind of what he thought it was supposed to be. But I feel like as he gets older though, I think he, I think he, he definitely, I know he regrets a lot of the way that he was. Um, And I think that contributes a lot to his anxiety and his depression and stuff. And Mm -hmm. he dwells on things because there was, you know, it's been a long time, but he used to call me and we talked for a couple hours, honestly. And he would just talk about, well, did this, did, how did this affect you? And how did this affect you? And, you know, to me, though, it, it didn't affect me as the way it did you. So I think a lot of it is how he made you feel. Yeah. Is what he regrets the most. But I think as an adult, looking back on his experiences and understanding what he's been through and then understanding how hard he was trying and, and knowing knowing how much he loves us, like would die for us and feel proud that he could do it almost. That's how much I know dad loves us. And so I really have been able to forgive him and he still drives me nuts sometimes. Have you told him that? Yeah, I okay. have. But now here's the thing I wanted to actually say because I don't want to come down hard on dad because I love dad. We built that workbench. He was so patient with me we should we've switched roles i'm the one that gets impatient i'm the one that gets snappy i'm just like him i'm just better equipped to deal with the little quirks i think too though like he knows once he's done he doesn't have anything else to do yeah so he just takes his time he takes his time and he'll call me sometimes he's like what are you doing i'm trying to find something to do and i'll be like well i need a uh, end table built and like literally that same day he brought me an end table. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. And I'm so proud of him for finding woodworking. Did you I'm see s- my table? Did, I haven't been, seen it finished. Um, well, it's not finished, but I mean, at least like the base I've of it. I've seen the base of it, yeah. It's really fancy. Yeah. He cocked it all up. He did a good job on it. It, it really is interesting how your relationship with mom is so much different than my relationship with mom. Yes and no, because... I thought mom loved me, but she has me on do not disturb on her phone. Yes. So I'm pretty sure I get on her nerves. Really? Yeah. Why do you think you get on her nerves? I don't know. But like she may have turned it off, but I was looking at her phone one day and it was definitely like had the little moon sign beside my text message name. Yeah. I think like I would text her or call her too much. And so she put me on do not disturb. You think she did it on purpose? 
I don't know. She maybe not because she does not <laughs> work a phone at all whatsoever. But mom is interesting. Yeah, she's not nearly as codependent as dad. Dad needs mom's attention. Dad needs our attention, and I think we found a happy balance with dad. Mom does not really need our attention. I'll text mom every morning like I text everybody else. Tell her I doesn't love her. Doesn't write you back. Mom doesn't write me back. For days. <laughs> She'll text me back like four days later after something that I've texted her about. So funny. I had a really interesting conversation with mom the other day where she was telling me about how we, we kind of had a heart to heart about dad. Because dad's been driving her nuts. Yeah, because she, she, he gets excited that, you know, she's off work. They get to spend some time together. She looks at it as... I'm off work. I need to get stuff done that I want to get done. Sometimes she likes, she's like me. Like when she's out and about and she's by herself, she's going to go to Burlington yeah. and Ross and Marshall. She's going to shop around. And now dad wants to do everything <laughs> with her on her days yeah. off. So she'll go like to get her allergy shot and then she'll send me a picture of something from Burlington for like Grayson and Dad will be like, yeah, mom went to get her allergy shot like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, well, she's at Burlington. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But I really do appreciate our parents so much. We really have such good parents. Like, they do so much for us. I agree. And that's, to to me, like, you know, you had a lot of your friends had really great parents or what you could see. They were very. Some of them did, yeah. Um, But most of my friends did not. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Shelby's mom and dad partied yeah. every weekend, you know. And then, I mean, they had so much alcohol in their house. Like, we were getting alcohol in in high school, like, easily. And then, like, Brooke. I don't know if you remember Brooke, but her mom, I mean, there was one time we went over there. I don't know if you remember, but Brooke kind of lived with us for there for a little bit because her mom was a crackhead like literal like crackhead you know we I went over there one time and I mean she was just super cracked out and then you know just a lot of them did not have good parents so for me I had good parents but they were strict in my opinion which looking back they weren't at all because you know mom would be like mom would work with me like when I dated um, Russell, he would go to like high school parties and stuff. And I would be upset because I couldn't go. Mom would be like, you can go, but come home by midnight. But to me, that was outrageous. Like, yeah. I wanted to be out till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, you make a great point that I'd never considered before about that might have an impact on why we see our parents so dramatically different and our childhood so much dramatically different. And it's because everything is relative. It's, I grew up, I was in advanced classes, and you might not realize this, but I was not a high flyer. I would consider myself in the lower part of the class. I didn't get great grades, because mom and dad didn't stay on top of me about homework and stuff like that, so I didn't get shit done. They just assumed I was going to take care of it, because I was like... I was in advanced classes, so obviously I should be able to get that stuff done. But I was bad about homework. 
and I had nobody hold me accountable. But there were people in those classes whose parents were kind of wealthy and who learned all these patterns of behaviors from their parents that let them be really successful, and they produced really great schoolwork, and they had healthier relationships and better friends. But then I saw what was happening in our home, and it seemed so unfair that mom and dad weren't giving me that experience. But then for you, a lot of your friends had it so much worse. Right, yeah. So your perspective is significantly different than mine because, I mean, really, I didn't have a whole lot of friends whose family life was super tumultuous. But then you look at how all of those kids turn out, too. Like, all of your friends, for the most part, turn out right. I guess I'm just saying that, like, everybody's always going through something. And and I love the person who is addicted to, like, meth or heroin and hope that they can turn their life around and, and improve and start growing and moving in a positive direction. And I love my friend who makes has a six-figure salary but is struggling to have positive and meaningful relationships with his friends and family members because he works so much, you know, like the, the kind of common denominator is life is hard, you know, but the sad thing about it, I just, I just finished having a podcast with one of my really close friends, Brian, and we talked about education because he was in TFA and he did it for two years. And I've been teaching now for, I've been in a classroom for three and a half and this just challenges are just so daunting and so hard to stay positive. Is it isn't it similar in healthcare? Don't you feel like? Yes and no. Um, I I hate to say this, but nursing is such a I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, you kind of create a shell to what's going on because there's so much bad news and death and everything like that, that if you let every single bad diagnosis or every single death or every single, you know, I could wish I could help them, but I couldn't get to you, then, you know, your whole life is going to be miserable. And I'm the type of person that, and this is a big reason I left my last job. Like, you know, when I get off work, I want to disconnect completely. And that's a big, you know, at my last job, being, you know, in case management and having these people who had 24 hour care, I was expected to check my email all the time. I was expected to respond no matter what, like that was, and, you know, even with the emotion and everything that goes into my job, I wouldn't be able to, once I get home and shower, like I just want to (laughs) forget about that day. Put your PJs on and just chill. Especially now that I have Grayson, like, Obviously, the first thing I'm going to do when I get home is shower because I don't want him getting sick. But other than that, like, you know, but there are days that like they're they're rough and you're just like, I don't even want to talk about it. And then there's some days that you want to come. I mean, I'm sure, you know, with Sarah being a nurse, you come home and you want to talk about your entire day because, you know, maybe somebody didn't die. But all this really cool stuff happened, which may not be cool to somebody who got like this bad diagnosis. But like you think it's awesome because, you know, the science behind it and everything like that. So but I mean, like for me, you know, like the day before work is always dreadful because you have so much you're gonna be, you know, I'm gonna be gone for 13 to 14 hours. So I have a whole day that I have to pack and prepare for. That's rough. Before I go. 
What you got there, girl? Hershey's? Hershey's cookies and cream milkshake. Sounds delicious. But see, I thought, and I thought that I would like that. Like, I thought whenever I took that Monday through Friday, eight-hour day job, like, I thought that's what I would like more than anything would, and you know, oh, I got every weekend off, but it's like, really, you only have two days off a week. Yeah. Why not work two long ass days and then have the rest of the week off? You're right. I agree. I agree with that. That makes sense. I don't have the option to do that. And I thought I was going to like teaching. I really did, but I don't love it. I, I think maybe at a different, in a different environment, I could like it more. And I'm considering trying to find a different environment. But still, I don't think it's something I'm gonna, I would love doing. And if nothing else, I would, I would settle for it because it makes a certain type of lifestyle possible for me. And I would try to really do a good job of it because I was doing it. But if I could do anything for the rest of my life, something that I would love, it would be this. I love this. Sitting here and talking to you, it's rejuvenating for me. It's powerful. I see. And, and, you know, for me, is it okay? Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I've kind of given up the finding something that I love to do. Yeah. um, And and more finding where I can make enough money to live a decent life, but not have to work all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of where I am now going part time. And And I see that. And you know what? I think that I've reached that Uh, when I was at the last place that I worked, I liked it there a lot. I felt like I was a part of a strong community and I felt like, okay, I could do this. Um, And this I make enough money doing this. And I started to kind of like start to look for what what am I going to do next now? And. So then then I kind of feel like I've shifted into the mindset of up to this point, I had never even considered just pursue something you love. I was always thinking pursue something that can make you a a sustainable future. And now that I've achieved something that can attain me a sustainable future, I'm shifting into, okay, I know I can maintain this. Let's start seeing if I can build something in that I love doing into something that I also get paid to do. Right. <laughs> There's that little puppy. Oh, really? He's at the door. That's hilarious. <laughs> Scared of Winnie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, is she not going to get her dog? Is she out there? I don't think so. Oh, well. Um, he's in, he's in our yard all the time. Okay. But she'll eventually take him in for the night, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, Hey, do you want to wrap it up? Unless there's any, something else you want to talk about with me? I want to talk to you like this more. Okay. I don't want this to be, (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this to be the last podcast that we do. So, So you don't want to touch on too many subjects no we can we can wrap this up now i mean there, it, i don't know what this is i don't know what this is going to become so we can stop this now and we can come back and have another conversation another time okay all right well, cool well guys uh i guess let's wrap this up bye bye
All right, ladies and gentlemen, so that's the show. I'd like to give a big shout out to my sister, Michelle, for sitting down with me on the couch. Uh, Once again, if you would like to be a guest on Just Friends, you can always reach out to me on Facebook or any other form of social media or by text message. Um, I really appreciate everyone who's listening to this, and I would love to sit down and have a conversation with you as well. So I hope you have a fantastic day, and I love you. Bye.